Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Sherborne Voices podcast. My name's Sue Hill and I'll be your host for this week's episode. Episode 12 of Season 2 of Sherborne Voices podcast for Wednesday the 17th of August 2022. I've got rather a special episode for you today and I'm bringing it to you much later than normal because I wanted to include the interview I did this afternoon with two of the singers and the organiser of opera in Oborn, which starts on Friday. It was a delight to meet these three people and we had such a good conversation and they told me all sorts of things I didn't know about opera in Oborn, how it's organised, what a community activity it is. So here's the interview to start with today, and it makes our episode somewhat longer than normal as well, but I'm sure you'll enjoy it. With Vivian Conacher and Stephen Brown and Nigel Masters in the corner, and we're going to be talking about opera in Oborn that's happening very soon. Welcome, everybody. Thank you very much for taking time out of your busy rehearsal schedule to come and talk to us. Tell me, now you've both been involved in Opera in Oborn before, so tell me about how you got involved. Ah, well, I can probably answer that. <laughs> what actually happened was that Opera in Oborn started uh, as a concert series every year to um, do some operatic music in the church, St Cuthbert's Church in Oborn. And after a couple of years of doing that, we started to do operas in the summer. And uh, that's really how it started. So... Uh, um, I directed the first one, which was The Magic Flute, and um, I've directed all of the operas there every year. And um, here we are, ready to give you Carmen. Yes, wonderful. <laughs> Sounds great. And Vivian, you've been here once before. I have. So this is my second opera in Oborn experience, and um, I'll be playing Carmen this year, which is a, an absolute thrill. The previous time was... Oh, it was pre-pandemic. It was, what, three three years ago? And um, Yes, exactly. Um, I have to think about it for a second because all of that's a bit of a blur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we did um, a Tales of Hoffman production and I played um, a couple of different roles in that um, because it's a real ensemble piece with mm-hmm. different storylines in each act. So um, that was a, a bit more of a kind of more comic and, and sort of, it has some moments of pathos as well, but it's um, probably less familiar than Carmen would be for yes. the audience. So, um, and I believe it might even be fully sold out for the first. Uh, we've we've got two. Perf- two no, perf- okay, five <laughs> tickets for Friday left. Five Ooh. tickets for Friday left. So I think it's with great anticipation that finally. Um, I know it's been on Nigel's list for a little while, so we're finally finally getting Carmen to St Cuthbert's Church in, in Oborn. <laughs> and how many cast have you got? People coming from all over the place? Yes, do we do, do the it? operas there in a with a small cast, so mm-hmm. we don't have a chorus, which means um, changing uh, the the opera slightly. I mean, the story is the same, the music's the same, but uh, we don't want to just have sort of one or two people singing choruses. So we yes. so we work it into becoming a much more of an ensemble piece, um, which is actually very exciting because uh, characters are more than one character is quite often played by one singer. 
which gives them a lot more fun to do to play different characters because Carmen and Don Jose are the main two remain all the way through the same characters. Mm. But um, in all of the operas in Obon, we have managed to turn them into what you might call like repertoire pieces where uh, uh, the same group of singers would do lots of different operas, which is actually quite unusual in operas, quite common in plays, in playhouses, yes. but not so much in opera. So it's quite exciting to work that way, actually, and um, have people really show different things on the stage rather than just the one role that they always do, yeah. which is quite nice. Well, it, you must enjoy it if you keep coming back. Absolutely. <laughs> Addicted to opera and opera. It's a magical, <laughs> magical place to do an opera. I mean, it, last year was my first... Oh, sorry, the last time around, three years ago, was my first time. But um, what I think, you know, because I haven't been doing it for 10 years like these gents have, but what was quite special for me coming in as a first-timer is... It's a very beautiful, small, historical building. So instead of fighting that with the, the things that you put on, you actually turn that to your advantage. What I think Stephen's absolutely brilliant at is really um, making the most of any space we do have. There's a pulpit on the stage. I think every opera that there's a moment that the pulpit is involved oh, yes. um i think there's still blood stains on the wall from a previous from, uh, yes don giovanni i think the don pulpit giovanni. still has some blood stains on it. so you, you you know instead of pretending we're not in a small church it's actually making that a feature of it yes. and i i assume what the audience and the locals and the regulars come back year after year is because it's exciting to see how those things are dealt with um, mm. with a really well-known piece like Don Giovanni or Carmen. You know, mm. you've you've got you've got that excitement of oh, I wonder how this is going to work in a small church, and it's that intimacy and that excitement and the innovation yes. that Stephen is always well, adding new things into the intimacy into the, is the word actually, yeah, and it's it's yeah. rare for an audience to be so close to singers singing with their full voices in that sort of glorious. Mm wonderful sound that comes out of them and to be sitting so close and to be so close to the action uh, in the church is actually very special. It's, yes. a real, uh, it's a really unusual and rather special experience. You don't need your opera binoculars. <laughs> Not for this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's lovely, as you say, it, it is unusual. And, it is very unusual. Yeah. And this is actually the first, well, it's not the first year that we've tried to do something as well as the opera, because there's always a gala at the end of the end of the season, as it were. But um, we're actually doing, uh, having a different thing as well on the Saturday afternoon this year by bringing uh, the dream lovers of Samuel Coleridge-Taylor to an audience for the first time in more than 100 years. Oh, wow. Yes. And um, so that's another exciting project. And I think... Uh, it could be quite a, an unusual and beautiful event, actually. Mm. And how long is that opera if it's been done uh, in the afternoon? Well, it's a very short piece, actually. Mm. It's only a short piece. There's probably about 25 or maybe half an hour, 25 minutes, half an hour of music. But um, I'm also giving a, a talk on his life and work and putting it in the context, oh. which is quite a quite a nice thing to do, I think, because he's one of those composers everyone's heard of, but uh, don't know don't know much about. Really. I was going to say, I only learned about him when I was doing, I was doing a classical music show on Rabbi 104, uh, which I no longer do, but I discovered his music then mm. and really enjoyed it. He yes, was, he was a, an extraordinary to... composer, actually. Elgar described him as the, the by far the cleverest amongst the young men. And um, the fact that he was a mixed race composer in Victorian Edwardian England is an interesting fact in mm. itself. And it certainly affects the way his music sounds. He, uh, he very much sort of uh, imbibed 
uh, everything that was Victorian and Edwardian, but also allowed himself to be influenced by a lot of what would have been highly exotic music at that time. Yeah. And he produced a, a highly original sound. And uh, <laughs> how many are in the Dream Lovers? I, for some four... unknown reason, I thought it would just be two. Uh, but... no, well, actually, there are four singers and a piano. Um, oh, nice. The story is actually about uh, a prince of Madagascar who is um, searching the world for a woman that he's been dreaming of. And he arrives, uh, well, it doesn't actually say where he arrives, but we assume it's England. And uh, the tenor in it, Manuel, introduces him to two ladies. As Manuel says, I'm sure, Catherine, that your beauty is such that you would trouble any man's dreams, no matter how far the distance. And so um, she uh, agrees to meet him and realises immediately that, of course, she has been dreaming of him as well. Mm. Oh, oh, nice. That's so nice. <laughs> it's lovely, yeah. There's so much, I mean, even in these three short days in Oborn. If you come to Carmen, you're going to get those tunes, those familiar melodies that everyone knows, the drama, the action, that kind of high octane sort of tension and uh, yeah, all of that sensuality and violence and everything. It's got everything. And then you've got this incredible chance to discover on the Saturday, this almost forgotten about piece Mm -hmm. of music. And Stephen is one of the most knowledgeable people he's been, you know, we've been rehearsing at the Royal College of Music this week and any opportunity to get to the library and add to his knowledge <laughs> for this lecture, Stephen's been, you know, putting this all together. It, it would be such a great combination of things to see because you couldn't have two more different things in a kind of double bill of a weekend, but it, it would be so brilliant to go to both. I really encourage everyone to mm. catch Stephen's lecture and the performance of this piece because it's really going to be special it's going to be very special Mm. and very unusual it hasn't been heard in england since i I think since 1898 when he himself uh, conducted a small string orchestra i think again only judging by the by the first night reviews are a little bit ambiguous uh the only night reviews i should say and i think he just sort of shelved it after that it has been done once by a group, in, an amateur group in America, because the poet was Paul Lawrence Dunbar, who is sort of considered to be the father of Afro-American poetry. And he met Coleridge Taylor on a visit to England, and they wrote this little piece together. And so it's got a, quite a lot of interest in America. But to get hold of a score of it, it's almost impossible. There mm. seems to be but one that I can find in the country, and that was in the British Library. Oh, which is going to be very special. Exactly. The the thing we haven't mentioned is the Sunday as well. So we have the gala concert. Yes, I was going to ask you. Yes, in addition, I mean, I was saying go to both. But then then also for the people who want to go to everything, Mm. there's something completely different altogether. It's probably, I mean, I haven't done the gala concert outdoors before. That's been a bit of a new innovation that you've Yes, we did it last year. We did it it last year, yes, because we wanted, uh, with some of the restrictions of space, we wanted to still allow as many people to come as possible. And the church only has a a finite number of people that it can hold. Mm. So the the field next door to the church seemed to be a much better alternative. And actually, it turned out to be such a wonderful, atmospheric and beautiful event outdoors. And people bought their picnic rugs and champagne or whatever they wanted. And uh, it was really fantastic, actually, to do that. So, yes, you could actually, if you wanted to, come on Saturday afternoon to see Dream Lovers, Saturday evening to see Carmen, and then stay over and watch the gala on the Sunday if you were you were a proper <laughs> a- opera addict. That's, what, that's who we need. Yeah, and the gala has a little bit of something for everyone as well. We've got some tunes from the classic musicals, and we've got some operetta, we've got some, um, oh, I guess some 
we've got there's even some some operatic arias that um you know we've got some wagner even uh, so cool. yeah there's a real variety and we've kind of gone with a theme inspired loosely by the fact that we're doing it outdoors so there's mention of nature of the seasons of the elements it's a bit of a kind of uh yeah outdoor inspired program as well just to tap into that theme uh, yeah. yeah for the very setting. clever it does make for a very good selection of music actually. yeah rosalka singing her song to the moon exactly <laughs> in the second half sequence of winter storm aria exactly. the winter storm from yeah. And what do you do if it rains? We've had all, all this time when it's been roasting hot and people would have been delighted to be outside. And then yesterday, you, I don't know what whether you had where you've just come from, but oh, here it's bucketing. absolutely <laughs> bucketed down. Yeah. Yes. Well, if it rains, then I guess everyone's umbrellas will go up. Um, last year it rained and then stopped for the concert, which Ooh. was... Wonderful. Just right. And we'd like it to do that again, please. I've, yes. I've found British audiences to be very... Um, very good at adapting to a bit of a bit of rain i've just come from doing an outdoor tour of carmen um this summer so i've done one carmen to another but um you know the days where it was looking like dodgy weather people just they all came in their droves and they just had their mm. rain jackets and their their umbrellas at the ready and yeah i don't know i think it still adds to the atmosphere a little bit of drizzle where we can cope with that. Yes. We'll be all right. <laughs> Pavarotti, Pavarotti sang in Hyde Park in the rain and nobody exactly. complained. I don't think we're going to cancel if you were worried about that. That I don't think that would be a likely scenario. Excellent. That's very good yeah. to know. Yes. I, I used to live in Cornwall and uh, used to go to the Minnock Theatre, which is Yes, out, on that outdoor. cliff face. And we used to take bin liners to put our legs in when it started <laughs> raining. And, and exactly. you just find all sorts of ways to deal with it. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, you could oh. write a little tips column for any if it's looking dodgy on Sunday. <laughs> Sue's <Yes>. tips, <laughs> bin liners. <laughs> now I need to ask you, Vivian, about mm. your charity. Sure. Work. And you're doing a show here in Sherborne as well. I am. Yes. Well, um, show. well, concert. yeah. I mean, it, it can be a show. I don't know. Show can apply to. To what we're going to do so i in london i run a not-for-profit called Songhaven, and it's a concert series where all the musicians that perform are all the singers are classically trained professionals the only difference between a Songhaven concert and probably other concert series that happen in london is that we're dementia friendly we're relaxed so if people sing move along to the music you know, speak to us <laughs> during the concert, which happens. We encourage it actively mm -hmm. and we respond with positivity. We don't shush anybody. And so we found that it met a need in London in particular because there are a lot of people caring for partners, relatives mm -hmm. living with dementia and Alzheimer's being one of the most common forms. Just to have an activity where they're sharing in the music that brings back happy memories that yes. gets everyone singing along and we all have a great time so I asked Nigel and he very kindly <laughs> agreed uh, I said well is there any way that we could do something under the Opera Noborn umbrella um, where I could go to a local care home because I'm not singing in the uh, Dream Lovers that's the other four singers and I've got probably enough on my plate with Carmen but I do have that afternoon off so I I'm going to go to the Trinity Manor care home in Sherborne and bring a little bit of what we do to them. So I've got a program of 
of uh, music with some backing tracks and we'll do some sing-alongs and I'll do a little bit of Carmen and and hopefully we'll just have a really good time and they're doing a sort of open day so people are welcome to come along and there'll be tea and cake I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well I've been publicising it because it seems like such a good opportunity for people to yes please come yeah and a chance to have a chat as well because um you know i'll be i'll be there and and yeah i encourage if if that's of interest to anybody um you're very welcome to come along Mm. excellent yeah (laughs) and nigel masters has just moved into the chair with the microphone nigel welcome um thank you tell us what your involvement is in in opera in oborn it says i'm the I'm production, which actually means getting all the obstacles out of the way and doing anything else that everybody else doesn't do. Yes. So um, uh, I introduce it, um, we organise the finances, uh, and I also clean the toilets. <laughs> Literally, this morning. So he's, there you are. He's being very modest, but actually um, Nigel is, a, is the driving force and quite often the inspiration behind Opera Noborn. It really wouldn't exist in the form that it's in now if it wasn't for Nigel's vision and passion. Oh, that's nice. Oh, yes. that's, very, that's very kind. Uh, that's that's uh, another true. glass of white wine for you to see. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, the great joy of it is that it's, that it's mixing these wonderful professional musicians. And can I just endorse what Stephen, I think, was saying earlier? That immediacy of having world-class, genuinely world-class singers, only about 30 foot, 20 foot from you, is just mind-blowing. It, Well, it's visceral. Mm. Uh, we've had several people who've never been to opera before come out of the church at half-time, stream, I, yeah. the, streaming. I never knew it could feel like that. And, and well, of course, they come back and they come back and... Mm. We've now got about 400 supporters we've built up over the decade, and which and and they're great, all of them. They keep coming back. That's wonderful. Yes, that's what you want, of course. It's the return. Oh <laughs> well, spread it, the word and it, uh, well, it it works on quality, doesn't it? If you if you get the quality right, and it's kind of unique, as Stephen said, it's it's mm. it's a small, it's beautiful acoustic. Yeah, you can do all sorts of things. I was very struck with an article that, I think I'll get his name right, is it Michael Volpe, uh, who mm-hmm. runs um, If Opera, writing in the opera, opera magazine last month, saying how refreshing it was for him to move into a much smaller space, not get too cluttered up with the production, but concentrate on the music and, the, and just the singers and being able to hear the singers. Uh, and, and he said that's really been a release and, and a way forward for him at If Opera. And I, I absolutely endorse that. You can make a really, you can really get hugely quality music without needing the mm. all the paraphernalia of, of the biggest opera houses. That's wonderful. I'm, I'm just <laughs> desperate to come and see that. Well, now, I'm sure we're, I'm sure we can find you and, and a few listeners some tickets yet. <laughs> especially for the Saturday afternoon, which is going to be very, very exciting. Mm. I mean, to have something that hasn't been played for nearly for a hundred years or so is just brilliant. The other thing I wanted just to, to, to emphasise as well, and Stephen sort of remarked on this a little bit, was the role that the community plays in this. Because we are as heart a community-based organisation. 
obviously I, I organise the working group in the village that does this, but two of the other houses, literally my two next door neighbours, they also put up singers, so we all sort of mess in together to find beds for everybody. Mm. The Grange at Oborn is just wonderfully supportive and the two people who run it, John and Jenny, I don't know how they do it, but they also run the lighting. John does all the staging, all the graphic work, all the text. I, I, well, I get emails from him at three in the morning on this stuff because I think they adore doing it. So there is a real, there's a huge enthusiasm in the village to make all this work. And the reason they do it, I think, is to, is to get people who don't get opera or, or feel intimidated by some of the razzmatazz that goes on to come in, listen to the music, engage with the most beautiful music in the world and to have a youngster. Um, our, I think our record, Stephen, I'm looking at you, is a four-year-old who sat through the whole of, um, of Figaro. Um, a marriage of we've got little ones one of the granddaughters one of the chaps in the village she turned up for the last one and has now decided to be an opera singer oh bless that's wonderful she's five she's five Um, but she's she's got it there Mm. we love to have kids in we we don't actually charge for school aged children what we want to do is is just to get people to come and listen Yes, I, I think um, opera's had a bad press in this country in in being kind of elitist, and it it's not, and it doesn't have to be. And other countries, it's everybody goes to opera, you know. That's right. That's uh, right. There's a, there was those wonderful pictures during the during the pandemic, weren't there, of the Italians singing from the balconies? And, yes. And, it, it is. It's not like that in Oborn, I might add. <laughs> we just not, bang pots like everybody. Not else. yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, <laughs> only yes, a matter of time. Only a matter of time. One of the things that we've always tried to do is to keep it. Uh, what's a good word? Egalitarian. And mm. um, we're very lucky. We have a, a very loyal bunch of advertisers, in, and you'll see them in the program, so you can see who they are. But year after year, they will. They're all local businesses. And, you know, they all want to see Sherborne and Oborn succeed. So that so they um, they, they really support us. And yeah. it, it's just brilliant. Uh, and over the last two years, and I, these are these really are special people. When Covid struck and the first year we opened up again. Uh, so that would be what was it, Stephen? Twenty one last year. Yeah. Um, we felt we had to socially distance. Mm-hmm. But if you can imagine, socially distancing in a small church is pretty. The numbers, the, the economics didn't work, so we, we put our we scratched our heads and said, "Well, how are we going to make this happen?" And we came up with the idea of of an angel share. Now, most of us will know that's a whiskey term for you know the bit that isn't really there is the angels have had. So we decided that the seats that we couldn't fill because of the pandemic because we needed social distancing we would offer to the angels and then we got people to sponsor the angels so we have some opera angels we had we sold 40 40 empty seats sorry they weren't empty they had the angels yeah um and it was amazing that's really clever and that has kept going uh and um this year again what we said although we will be full of course you know, we're facing 
what do we say, cost of living, mm. all the other things. People are very rightly nervous about this, what they spend on and, yeah. you know, and so on. And um, we are, we know our places where we are discretionary spend. But people have been very kind and said, well, look, if you'd like us to sort of keep up the angel theme, it'll keep the price down. We've managed to keep the price the same as last year, which is which is, I think helps people in a time mm. when all the, every price you look at goes up by 10 or 15% when you blink. So it, it has helped us to, to make it just a little bit affordable mm. or more affordable than, than otherwise. And just to stress the obvious thing, we are a break-even organisation and we think it's important to make a small profit because it, it tells us that the audience values what we're doing. Yes. But the money... You know, anything that's left over just gets put back either into the opera pot for next year or for the or for the church, mm. which are basically the same thing, really. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting because I I haven't been here that long, although it is actually four years now. Um, so there are all sorts of things I don't know any of the background to, and it's really interesting to to hear all of that. So thank you. Viv was saying that um, it's an ensemble piece. And although we have stars like Vivian coming along and, and uh, stealing the show for us, it is an ensemble piece. And I would just like to thank, well, obviously all of the all of the cast members this time. But if I can just, if I may, pull out a couple of names who have been with us pretty much all the way through. There's Eleanor Pennelbriggs, um, who has sung everything from Queen of the Night to Olympia and... and and everything in between. The beautiful Mary Beth Diggle, who sang um, Mimi for us, mm-hmm. um, and that was that was wonderful. Everybody's everybody's um, heart throb, <laughs> for want of a better word. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best I could think of um, in, in Pals Putlands. And I don't know if you've seen Pals, he sings quite often at Dorset Opera as well. Um, and he has very kindly made some space in the time to sing the our Toreador this time uh, oh. so um and he he does it extremely well mm. um Viv's mentioned the gala concerts and actually Paus has sung the Toreador song in he one has. of those before now and brought the house down so uh, he, <laughs> he will be he will be brilliant he's also going to be the Madagascan prince oh, uh, in the right. dream lovers yes so Fantastic. so Paus is, is is great as well and there's a there's a there's an ensemble who have, who have I forgotten Oh, and of course, thank you. Vivi, Vivi's making piano movements at me. And and one of our great, great stalwarts is, of course, John Cuthbert. Yes, we're very is, lucky to have fantastic. John Cuthbert, the, the music director of the company, because the person sitting at the piano, because there's no room in the church for an orchestra, mm. needs to be an orchestra. And um, over the 10 years, we've had a, a few MDs, but uh, really, John is just the most extraordinary pianist and... Nobody in the audience will notice for even a second that there isn't a full orchestra playing. Mm. It's quite an amazing feat, isn't it? Really That's is. yes. quite a skill, mm. yes. 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 He impressed me because he said, I said to him, oh, well, what are you doing next time? And, you know, the day after. He was going along to play the, what do they call those, pedal, the harmonium. That's right. In, in, in one of the, the grand operas at the... Was yeah. it Royal Albert Hall, I think? I think so, yes. yes. He does a lot of work for Amazing. London orchestras. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's multi-multi-talented <laughs> yes. and we're very lucky to have it. Well, we're very lucky to have all of these brilliant people come and support our, our funny little venture. Yes. 
Well, I wish you every success with it. And again, thank you for all of you for coming in. Mm. And I hope people will respond to this and mm. come mm. along. Well, plenty of tickets still available for the Sunday. For the Sunday. Excellent. Yes. A great place to start as well. Some lovely music. Yes. Is it worth me talking about the style of music of Coleridge Taylor, what they might expect? Because it might be a name you think, well, what's that going to sound like? Yes, do. Uh, well, he, um, being a Victorian composer, his music is obviously very uh, of that sort of wonderful, serious and yet uh, very perfumed period of music where uh, everything was sort of influenced by Brahms and yet somehow um, was able to speak on a very common level to people. He's he was Stanford's favourite student, and when you consider Stanford students, were people like Holst and Vaughan Williams, and uh, and Herbert Howells, and all these amazing English names. He, right from the start, Stanford thought that he was his greatest student, and I don't think there was a, a single time when that everybody at the Royal College of Music didn't think, "Hang on a minute, this is you know this is someone special," and I think um, audiences don't really know what to expect when they go to a concert that has his music in it. Uh, a lot of people will be familiar with Hiawatha's Wedding Feast, which was written, uh, was performed the same year as the, the Dream Lovers, and uh, is very stylistically similar. But uh, the Dream Lovers has a light touch that he he managed to repeat the same music without the light touch in, in Hiawatha's Wedding Feast. And I think anyone who comes will just think, how on earth have I missed music of this extraordinary mm -hmm. man? Once again, thank you very much indeed, all three of you, and I, I hope it's a terrific three days. Lovely. Thank you thank so you much, much for having us. Thank, thank you. My thanks to Vivian Conacher, Stephen Anthony Brown and Nigel Masters, who will all be involved in opera in Oborn this coming Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Friday evening and Saturday evening is Carmen by Bizet. Saturday afternoon is The Dream Lovers by Samuel Coleridge Taylor. And the gala concert is on Sunday evening in the open air, all of them in Oborn. And if you want tickets, you can go to the website www.operainoborn.org. You can telephone 01935 817 194 or you can email info at opera in oborn all one word opera in oborn.org and now we'll go to oh just for a change a public information notices with all the emphasis we have at the moment on not wasting water I discovered through the Money Saving Experts website, that's the Martin Lewis website, that water companies, many of them, and certainly Wessex Water is one of them, your water company may provide you with a new showerhead, an eco showerhead, free. It's worth about £20, I think. It can provide you with like an old-fashioned egg timer, to stick onto the wall of your shower to check how long you're spending in the shower. The timer is for four minutes. There are items that you can put in your toilet system so it uses less water. There are stickers. I thought this was clever. 
that you can put on the inside your toilet pan and that will tell you if you have a leak from your toilet. I get the Martin Lewis Money Saving Expert uh, email every week and I look at it very carefully because there's very often some good advice in there. And I, uh, just last week, received my free items from Wessex Water and I can tell you that I'm very pleased with them. The showerhead is very good. And I thought, well, even if it's not great, it gives me an opportunity to soak the other one in appropriate product to get rid of all the lime scale that we have to put up with in this area. So I would certainly recommend it. It's not, you can't use it on an electric shower, apparently. I don't know why. So you can either go to moneysavingexpert.com and look for the item on saving water which when I last looked it was on the home page or you can go direct to wessexwater.co.uk and in fact somebody I know received a letter only this week from Wessex Water offering them these free gadgets for want of a better word so you might as well take advantage of these freebies Henstridge Village has a village fridge and larder. A community fridge and larder is a space where surplus food is shared for free, bringing people together to eat, connect and reduce food waste. Henstridge's fridge and larder is open daily from morning until late afternoon and it's just inside the church building, apart from when services are taking place. They say, take what you need and share what you don't. If you need more information, you can go to the website, which is www.achurchnearyou, all one word, dot com, forward slash church, forward slash one zero nine one zero. Or perhaps more simply, you can call the Reverend Kevin on ドーセットペンショナーズは、ウェルトゥプランフォーザウィンターアンアクセスファナンシャルヘルプナウエブリワンオーバーステートペンショナーエイジウィスセービングオフレスサンテンタウザンパウンズシュックレームデーシェア
You can apply online, get help from a friend, visit a local citizen's advice office, or make an appointment with a digital champion at a library to complete the application. Now, there you are. That's a very good use of digital champions. And we certainly have them at Sherborne Library and I'm sure at other libraries as well. So you're entitled to that if you are of pensionable age and you have savings of less than £10,000. You may remember that I passed on a tip I read somewhere about wrapping broccoli and various other vegetables in tinfoil and putting them in the fridge. And it keeps them fresh for weeks. Well, I can report that I did that with the broccoli I had and indeed it did keep it for weeks without it going yellow or anything else. So it's worth thinking about. I have to confess I hadn't heard of the Riggle Valley magazine until I heard an interview on Abbey 104 with Graeme Place. And they're looking for volunteers for fairly important roles. The editor, the advertising coordinator and a treasurer. The magazine has been running for over 30 years and serves Batcombe, Chetnell, Rhyme Intrinsica, Yetminster, Beer Hackett, Lye and Hermitage. It's free and it's delivered to your household. It started as a church magazine, but it now uh, covers much more and has become a real community magazine produced by volunteers. If you would like to volunteer, maybe not even for the roles that I've mentioned, but if you would like to help out, you can get in touch with Graham Place. That's G dot Place with an I in it, like the fish, P-L-A-I-C-E, at gmail.com. Or you can telephone him on 01935 872 you're listening to Sue Hill on the Sherborne Voices podcast. And now it's time for our What's On items. The first one is Buckland Newton's Village Fate at the Gaggle of Geese on Monday the 29th of August from 12 till 4pm. A great day out with all your favourite attractions. And on Saturday the 3rd of September, there will be the Lye Flower and Craft Show. It's being opened at 2.30pm by Julie Plumley from Countryman UK and Future Roots. There's a prize giving at 4pm and admission is £1.50 or £1 for exhibitors and children go free. There are classes for floral art, flowers and plants, a children's section, handicraft, art, photography and cookery, plus a tombola and raffle. There's something for everyone to try. Don't be shy. Cash prizes and you may win a couple trophy. Pick up a schedule at the shop 
or print it from the village website www.lyevillage.org.uk. Last week I told you about a herb walk. Herbs must be the thing of the moment. Uh, I've found that there's an open garden weekend on the 3rd and 4th of September from 10 to 4pm at Glenhome Herbs, family-run nursery since 1950. There's a gorgeous wildlife garden showcasing and a huge range of culinary and medicinal herbs and salvias. There are guided tours at 11am and 2pm. There's a large range of plants for sale, herb starter kits, a children's wildlife trail, a beautiful pond, complimentary cakes and refreshments. (gasps) Yum! This is Glenholm Herbs at Penmore Road, Sandford Orcus. They've got a website if you want to have a look www.glenholm that's g l e n h o l m e herbs glenholm herbs uk and they've got a phone number 01963 220302 and the pictures that i've seen on a poster are very pretty Cross Keys pub in Sherbourne, down by the Conduit, is having a reggae and ska night on Thursday the 25th of August from 6pm to 10pm featuring Johnny Puffin playing reggae and ska. Tickets are £18. This includes a jerk chicken or jackfruit vegan barbecue. Cocktails will be available and you have to book in advance. You can do that by emailing info at thecrosskeyssherborne.com or you can call 01935 508130. There's another messy Monday, next Monday the 22nd of August at Sherborne Museum. You can drop in between 11am and 1pm and have all sorts of mayhem and fun, messy activities. The Yetminster and Ryman Trinsica walking group had to cancel their walk last week because of the heat, but they've got another one planned for the 24th of August, that's a Wednesday, at 6 o'clock in the evening. It's a village evening walk and they start at the White Hart pub, Yetminster. The last two diesel train days at Yeovil Junction Railway Centre are on the 23rd and the 30th of August from 11 in the morning till 3pm. Admission for adults is £5. Children under four are free and five to 15 year olds are £2. And one child is admitted free per paying adult. You can get information at their website www.yeovilrailway or one word dot freeservers.com And again on Wednesdays you'll have missed today's but the Sherborne Munch 
is a free hot family meal at St Paul's every Wednesday in August. And their poster says they are here for everyone. Drinks are served from 12 noon and food is served at 12.30. That's at St Paul's Church, St Paul's Close, Sherborne. Booking's helpful but not essential. You can email sherbornemunch at gmail.com and they aim to provide a free hot meal for families in a friendly environment where you're welcome whatever the reason. It's a lovely community initiative. This coming Saturday, the mezzo-soprano Vivian Conacher is going to be doing an afternoon at the opera at Trinity Manor Care Home on Bradford Road in Sherborne. Refreshments will be served afterwards, and this is a dementia-friendly performance. You need to call to book your free place on 01935 815 972. And that's part of an open day they appear to be having. Also on the 20th, between 12 noon and 10pm, there's the Riverside Family Fest, the Riverside Meadows on the A357 in Sturminster, Newton. It's in aid of Children's Cancer UK, the Vale Pantry and the Big Yellow Bus Garden Project. Go along and enjoy the fun. Live bands, barbecue, bar, ice cream, children's entertainment, cakes and cream teas, stalls and rides. It's £7.50 for adults to get in and children are free. And it says that there is free parking. You can get tickets by ringing 0780-513-6840. The last two summer reading challenge events at Sherborne Library are as follows. Creative Construction on Thursday the 18th of August, 2.30 to 3.30pm. That's tomorrow. Can you build a strong structure out of paper, playing cards or Lego? And that's for ages 3 plus. And the last one is the Make and Take Workshop. Monday the 22nd of August, 2 till 4pm. And the library's delighted to be hosting a Gadgeteers creative workshop for children with Felicity Schillingford from Creative Workshops for Children. Create your very own Gadgeteer using recycled and sustainable materials. And that's for ages 4 plus. You need to book... So ring the library on 01935 812 683. The last of the children's workshops at Sandford Orcus Village Hall will be on Thursday the 25th of August from 2 till 4pm and this time it's Circus Skills with Kevin Burke. Sounds fun. Poster says, have a go at juggling, diabolo, plate spinning, stilts, poi, rollabola and more. To reserve your place, which costs £6, you need to contact Susan Yeoman on 01963 220171 or Helen Donnelly on 01963 220446. They suggest you wear comfy clothes and shoes 
and it's suitable for seven years and above. Children's Hospice South West have organised a Family Fun Day event in aid of Charlton Farm on Saturday the 27th of August in Johnson's Park in Yeovil from 12 noon to 5pm. The entrance fee is £1 per adult and 50p per child. Under twos can get in free. There's hot food, bouncy castles, axe throwing and archery. Ooh, look out. Face painting and glitter tattoos. Ice cream and a bar. A variety of local stalls. Children's activities. Yummy sweet treats. Music by Stevie P. Demonstrations, visits from Spider-Man. Raffles, Tombola and an amazing silent auction. Bubble Man will be there from 12 till 2. It's a fun-packed day for all the family. There'll be activities suitable for all ages and including designated quiet areas. Here's another one for the 20th of August. It's going to be a busy Saturday. This is at the Exchange in Sturminster Newton. They're delighted to welcome back one of Wales' most successful and popular male voice choirs, the Aber Valley Male Voice Choir, on 20th of August at 3pm. Tickets are available from the box office on 01258 475 137 or by going online to their website www.stur.com that's S-T-U-R, hyphen exchange.co.uk. That brings us to the end of this week's Sherborne Voices podcast with me, Sue Hill. So I will say thank you very much for listening. Join me again next week for more information about all the good things that are happening in and around Sherborne. Till then, stay safe. Bye for now.